episode 12 of the Insert Credit Podcast, and joining me are four individuals who can be collectively described as the newly revealed slim model of video game journalism. Death Boy. Nice. Battle Frank Cifaldi. What's up? Kim City Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Hellgate Brandon Sheffield. Dance Boys. And Resident Evil Dead Hamish Todd. Oh, that's pretty good. Hi, guys. Hamish Hello. is the celebrated developer of the uh, of the hit iPhone game hashtag game name. Welcome to the show. Hi everyone. I'm afraid it won't be out on the iPhone uh, PC release at the moment, but uh, yeah. Music of the Spheres. That's the name, by the way. Oh, that looks- Everything's on the iPhone. Well, he was telling us before the show that he submitted it to uh, to Indicate or something, and then he got a, a letter that was like. What, uh, thank you for submitting, and then in parentheses, hashtag, game name. Parentheses, hashtag, game name. Your your submission is valued, and we hope that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that, that really hurts when that happens. It, it especially hurts when it comes from uh, uh, somebody who you're doing business with, and they're like, hey, man, you know, nice having lunch with you yesterday. Uh, wanted to talk to you about, and then it's like, game company name, in, in parentheses. And you're like, Wow. I did just have lunch with this person. Yeah. And yeah. Or if you put them like 70 quid or whatever it is. Wait, how many people did they have lunch with yesterday? You know? <laughs> so they must have put out hella quids for that. Must have, must All have kinds of quids. Yeah, mad quids. What is lunch over there in England? Is it a crumpet and a bottle of milk or something? We call it high luncheon. <laughs> high luncheon. I like it. Now, oh, man, I, I, what, what goes on before that? That's the good question. Let's talk about that later. Low brunching. Let's talk about low brunching a little bit later. Hamish, Look. would you allow me to explain the rules of this year' podcast for you? I know you're a big fan, but uh, maybe some people are tuning in to uh, kind of bask in your fame because uh, <laughs> we haven't had we haven't had you on the show yet, and we're hoping you'll attract a bunch of new more listeners. Uh, yeah, do it. Do it for the regular size fans. Right. So uh, do it for everybody. So I'm going to do this for everybody. This next one is for all my homies. Uh, Good for me as well, because I forgot. And for tips. Uh, here's the rules. I'm going to throw ten topics at you. Uh, none of you have ever heard them before. Nine of them I made up. One of them is from a listener. After that, we're going to do a lightning round. Each one you get six minutes for. And if we run out of time, I'm going to play a terrifying buzzer noise. And uh, we're going to have to move on to the next question, no matter what. Are you ready? We're ready. Yeah, I, I'm ready. Let's mm-hmm. get, thanks for speaking for all of us, Hamish, Hamish Pitterdod. <laughs> well, he's the guest, so his opinion is the most... Hamish Peter. It's Hamish Peter, Tom. What is That's a Hamish? True. What is that a is Hamish not true. Peter? What is a Ham I that you might you resemble it? I just said you were ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, man. Just get it going, man. What up, man? The world was shocked this week with the news of an exclusive release of Bayonetta 2 for the Wii U. What do we yeah. have to look forward to should the Wii U build on a reputation as a new home to purportedly dead franchises? I'm well, so wait, wait, mad. Too. I'm so mad. I'm so mad because Platinum is intentionally uh, flipping us off, us Bayonetta fans. Platinum Games is like, we hate you, and we're going to go platform exclusive because we don't like you, and we don't like you playing our games, so just go away. Yeah. They should all be murdered. Every yeah. one of them should be brutally killed. Everyone, all those people who bought the Xbox version... For nine dollars at GameStop, <laughs> you know, they uh, 
they deserve to have a sequel on the Xbox. Tim, you forget that Bayonetta came free in Europe if you purchased, uh, I believe, Vanquish. Europe's not real. <laughs> That's true. That I is didn't get fact. an on deal, I'm afraid. Hey, 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 though. Uh, you're setting us up, presumably, to say God Hand 2. Thinking Platinum Games, defunct franchises. Platinum Games? To God Hand 2 on the Wii U. Once yeah. I, once I actually spoke to that, that guy, uh, Shinji Mickami, that guy. Oh, and Mickey. How is Mickey? Mickey, yeah, good old Shinji Mick. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he was like, so we've got this new company, Platinum Games, see? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then he's like, yeah, we haven't started developing any games yet. And I'm like, you should make God Hand 2. And he goes, well, we can't because Capcom owns that. And I was like, look, Mick, you and me both know that nobody cares about the characters or the IP in God Hand because it's just nonsense soup. All you have to do is just make another game that looks exactly like it and uh, has characters with different names and plays the same way. And he he literally, like, thumbed his chin and goes... You know, you may be on to something, kid. <laughs> like he, he, like I mean, that's that's almost an exact. Uh, he didn't have that exact accent, but uh, he did say that. Did he have a cigar? Uh, and he had a cigarette. Oh. We were outside, and he was smoking. That's like right. a, cigarette. So a cigar. It is so fucked up. I mean, like I actually talked about this in my review of God Hand, like on ActionButton.net. Like it scares me so much. That, okay, not scared. That what? That what? That fucking like <laughs> these companies own like the name and the yeah. characters and the script and I don't know some kind of structure or whatever it whatever it is that's supposed to be unique to this game and like you know fans they go for that stuff and nobody cares that the developer of Sonic has long since moved on from Sonic. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, the, creep, the creepy one that I talked about in the God Hand thing was, like, uh, the, the guy who developed XCOM, um, like, he made the 3DS uh, Tom Clancy game. Yeah, that game is great. Yeah, it's a good game. I beat it. It's a darn exactly. good game. And, but nobody, exactly. nobody cares. They're just like, man, why is the new XCOM an FPS? It's like, oh, oh yes. the, the, guy, the guy who designed that is making other stuff, right? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, yeah, and then people complained about Devil May Cry 4 and then didn't play Bayonetta, right? Mm. It's like, and then if, if, if Shinji Mikami were, say, to make a martial arts fighting game, uh, brawler, for some other console, there'd still be jerks like mm. me going, where's God Hand 2? Except I wouldn't do that because I would be a little bit more open-minded than that, but they'd be like, it would be really awesome if it was God Hand. Man, okay, here's a great story is when they announced... Uh, that Vise and Aika were in uh, Skies of, or uh, were, were in uh, Valkyria Chronicles, right? Like, right. I actually took a picture of my TV screen and I and I put it on Kotaku, and I'm like, look at this. Vise and Aika from Skies of Arcadia are in Valkyria Chronicles, which, by the way, is an awesome game. I've played it for 20 hours in the last three days, and then the first comment was, "Dude, I hope they make a Skies of Arcadia too," and I was like, there's a game right here that's made by many of the same people as Skies of Arcadia, and it's great. Uh, why don't you play it or look forward to it? And they're like, it's not called the same thing and doesn't have a two right after it. I'm really attached to these animes. I want more. <laughs> yeah, but it's like they they were more animes, new animes. But I want the better old animes. Better animes. <laughs> I think they want the uh, 
I think they just want the that old feeling back. That's what all these people want. Is give they me want, my mobile suit, Zeta Skies of Arcadia. They want they want their uh, their memories. They want their childhood to be revived in front of them immediately. They like want the, it removed from their brain and then ladled back on top of their brain. Like exactly. Like but okay, I'm not so would seem to do that. I mean, you look at like Star Wars and and you know Indiana Jones. I mean. You've got the original makers of the Indiana Jones and all that stuff in place, and yet, it, like, most Indiana Jones film fans hate the new film. I like it. I just, I just watched it this weekend. Uh, we watched all four Indiana Jones movies in a row, and Crystal Skull is pretty good. But anyway, good. anyway, to answer this question in a slightly serious manner, okay. Nintendo, Nintendo is paying off a lot of dudes to get a lot of stuff. They had that last story in Xenoblade on the Wii. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if they had a last story, too, because that game was pretty neat. It, what if they got a Blue Dragon sequel? I'd play that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Nintendo will start to take some risks on some Japanese companies and try to help that industry revive, because uh, it's certainly not going to do it by itself. Uh, and I don't know, like, if if... If they got a Sonic on there that was developed by Nintendo, I would play that. Yeah, sure. I think that if they got the uh, the Super Mario Galaxy team to do that. Yeah. Do a Sonic game? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Okay, I that's... Sonic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure didn't answer that question. That's it. Sort of did. Uh, here is number two. Yeah. If you were judging a cosplay competition, which costumes would be most likely to win? Uh, wow! And why would I have to do that? Who's who is who has let my life sink to this level? You are being uh, paid like twenty thousand dollars to judge this contest. Oh man! Then everybody's gonna win. Um, I think I would I would probably give all of the uh, awards to uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cosplayers in order to a spite all of the uh, mouth breathers that want to see. Uh, costume cleavage, and B, to just uh, be ridiculous because those are some fantastic costumes that they that they did in that in that show. I mean, show slash series slash manga. Yeah. I mean, is is there is there a game where everybody's just wearing like robes or something? Because I, I have the same goal of just like awarding cosplay that doesn't show gross cleavage that I don't want to see. One of them old Final Fantasies. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if everyone was was some kind of uh, magician anime, sure. Yeah. Some some one of one of those animes with a lot of clothing. Yeah. God, animes with clothes are so cool. <laughs> I, In I, answer to Alex's question, I think I'd probably troll it by getting a random businessman and giving him the award for his best cosplay braid. I mean. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, oh, for Braid, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's great. You just find a guy in a suit who's walking by, and then just give him the prize. Yeah. Uh, a thing that happened to Tim and myself in, uh, uh, at the Tokyo Game Show, like, 2007 or something oh, like that? Oh, man, I remember that. Um, it was 2005. Uh, was it? Man. Yeah. Just time sure does pass. Anyway, um, that some, some dude took a picture of us, and said that we had very authentic cosplay and was really impressed with our costumes. Uh, and we were just ourselves. So they asked what we were. And uh, and uh, the both of us said, Jibun no cosplay, which means we are cosplaying ourselves. That's what I was doing. 
and uh, that's what <laughs> it was. You, I think, were you wait, not wait. wearing tracksuits at the time? Well, I was. I was. Yeah. Tim was wearing like a his his old um, brown blazer uniform. Yeah, I had a pair of jeans, and then the brown blazer, and then the I have a shirt the color of a Dr Pepper can. Well, I don't have it anymore, but yeah. And I was wearing. Uh, I was actually just a little bizarre. I was wearing a black and pink striped uh, velour matching. It's kind of like a suit that had sort that of was, a suit, yeah. Was belled at the at the at all four cuffs, the hands and the feet. To be fair, when I show people Tim Ziggurat commercial, people tell me that he looks like a cartoon character. What the Ziggurat commercial where I'm wearing the the, the Captain Kirk sweater? Yeah. Nobody notices that that's supposed to be a Captain Kirk sweater. Actually, I have a picture. <laughs> I have a picture of us uh, that we can use. For our, for oh man, our... that one with us and the and the Kara Rogunso. Yeah, that's right. Oh God. Yeah, we're so, using that for the cover art. So yeah, going back to uh, <laughs> the old uh, uh, pod or uh, cosplaying in the uh, in the Tokyo Game Show. Everybody just—it's like Japanese fashion in general is just cosplay. Like yeah. for for not not the people who are, who into, are into fashion. fashion. They have like these jackets that have a sweater inside that like sewn inside the jacket with like a collar shirt sewn under the sweater and then like uh, a crew neck t shirt sewn under the under the, 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 the collar shirt. So it's like yeah. a four layered shirt where it's just and like a, a f- and a necklace stitched into the neckline too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the weirdest thing. And that's like your typical if you want to go at uh, buy a, an article of clothing for ten dollars in Japan, that's normally what you get. Did you guys listen to the um, "A Life Well Wasted" episode that looked at cosplay? No, I did not. I don't listen to any episodes of anything. Oh. What well, did they say? Uh, I mean, he just interviewed a couple of people, and I mean, it was just incredible. So the way they, I. Suppose I was exposed to cosplay was in the normal way that just like, well, I guess it's not that normal, but uh, you know, seeing it on some website or posted on some forum with like the big image gallery, you're saying. But like, when he interviewed these people, they sounded like they were really throwing their lives into it, and you you got to consider that they do that in order to make those gigantic swords or whatever it is. Oh yeah, I mean, I I know some uh, some cosplayers and and they are fantastic at sewing and making these elaborate costumes and and I just sort of wish they could apply that to making uh, something that actually yeah. really nice clothes. Because I have they a good friend who it. worked on making an authentic Boba Fett costume for like over a year. Yeah. Oh man, is it sweet? Uh, it's really sweet. Yeah. I'd wear that. I, I, when when me and Brandon were watching Game of Thrones the other day, and the the dude got this, he got a sword with a wolf on it. Somebody gives him the sword. Yeah. It's like there's a wolf on the end of the sword. I go, I'd, I I literally thought I'd buy a replica of that sword. Yeah, that's a cool but, sword. But it was a, it was a joke because I wouldn't buy a replica of the sword. But I bet a million people would. Well, the, just uh, made a fool the, out of me because I thought uh, it's a cool sword. It is a cool sword. Inter- interviewing cosplayers. There was another TGS where um, where I decided to take pictures. Well, oh, you darn it. Don't hear that story. Yeah. No, pictures, huh? Pictures. pictures. You are pictures. Uh, here's topic number three. Yes. yes. In all the video game history, which console featured the 
absolute best launch library. Oh man, the Sega Dreamcast. Sega Soul uh, Calibur. Actually, yeah. NFL 2K, Sonic Adventure. I'm not even kidding. Those were three um, games. Yeah. I bought all three of those That's games. Dreamcast US. Dreamcast US, right. baby. Yeah. Nine 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 nine, baby. The Dreamcast. I think, I think that's the answer. I don't. I don't think there's actually any argument against that one. I guess the US NES launch was pretty good. It's okay. Well, it had Mario and Zelda. Wait, did it have Zelda? It did not have Zelda. No, it had it had Mario and then all those like black box games. Hamish. So, I'm gonna um, say uh, PSP because uh, Bridge Racer. So that you could like run unsigned code on there and like. Put loads of emulators and things on it, so I guess I'm cheating. But like, you, you couldn't do that at launch. No, you hmm? couldn't. You, could you not couldn't do it at launch. Oh. Maybe yeah, it, I think you could do it at high launch. High launch is the <laughs> high launching. Yeah, high launching. Ah, uh, that darn PSP man. The, the PlayStation Vita is definitely not the answer. Game no. Boy had Tetris and Super Mario Land. It sure did. And uh, Alleyway. Alleyway was sweet hot. Yeah. Um, still was the Link's Awakening uh, libra- uh, launch title? No. Trust no, me. I had to wait agonizing years for that. I think baseball might have been the fourth. but Baseball was there, tennis was there, and golf was there. No, no, no. Not, not launch day. It was only three or four. Uh, what about launch window? Oh, well, I, I don't know. That's too hard. You know what? This, the Nintendo 64 had Mario 64 on oh. launch day. And that did sell one to one with the console in Japan, and I, I think not not in the U.S. For some reason, some people just bought Pilot Wings. But man, the I mean, in terms of one game that's available at launch that is really good, that's pretty cool. That yeah. blew my mind. I was a teenager and I bought that, and I was like, yeah, this is the only game I need for this, and it was the only game I had for it until. God. I, I can see the argument for for Mario sixty four as a launch title trumping any other launch lineup. Yeah, I, Dreamcast sure had the diver- the diversity. Yeah, I'm sticking with Dreamcast on this one. I'm not even gonna go with uh, the Turbo Graphics, even though it had uh, it yep. had Dungeon Explorer, Keith Courage, had had Keith Courage, Legendary Axe, and oh, uh, R Type. Man, that's a good lineup. Yeah. What did Sega Genesis have? Sega Genesis, let's see. Uh, all, I think all, Altered Beast. Altered yeah. Beast. Yeah. Um, Kid, uh, Alex Kidd. Oh, yeah, it did. That's right. Space oh, Harrier man. 2, mm-hmm. Last Battle. No, nothing really exciting. Yeah, that's not fantastic, unfortunately. Yeah. NES had Super Mario Brothers, right? Yeah, and it had stuff like, uh, like I think, Ice Climber and, and Excite Bike and uh, Mock Rider. You want to know something? All those games are actually still pretty good. I'm, I'm no Nintendo fanboy, but they're they're all still pretty good. Oh man, will, you know I what? I disagree on Kluku Land. I don't think Kluku Land holds up. Oh, it's got it's at least got a little bit of joy in the uh, sure. the motion, the moving around. As I agree, yeah, moving is really nice. That. Y'all might disagree with this, but the uh, the U.S. launch of the Saturn had Virtual Fighter, Panzer Dragoon, Daytona USA, Clockwork Knight, and Bug. I don't care too much Whoa. about the latter two, but the first three. Yeah, yeah, they pretty good. hot. Solid. That was a that was a big old impactful launch. I mean, those are all just like, huh? That's what yeah. video games look like. That now. was like yeah. that was like way too much of a of a smorgasbord, though. It's like there was there was a bit of decision paralysis. If you're buying that console, do you want to get Bug, which looks a lot like games before it, but has some new effects? Do you want to get Panzer Dragoon, which just looks totally balls out different? Do you want to get Daytona, which you might have played in the arcade? 
like it was it was just too uh I don't know, if you're buying the console in one system and the console yeah, was expensive right. enough. Meanwhile, with the Dreamcast I, I I mean I would rather go back to kindergarten and start school all over again than play Sonic Adventure ever again. Right. You know, though, I'm 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 looking at this launch list here, and and here's what we got. We uh, I'm just gonna put the highlights in here because we got House of the Dead two. You got that Hydro Thunder, which is actually a fun game. It actually is pretty fun. Uh, NFL 2K, NFL Blitz 2000, uh, which were great was, at the time. I mean, 2K yeah. was great. Yeah. Friggin' Power Stone. Power Stone was cool. Uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing, Soul Calibur, Sonic Adventure, Tokyo Extreme Racer. That's some good stuff. That's, that That's is a good great stuff. Lineup, yeah. I, I do think that is the best. Yep, I think Dreamcast is the winner. And so, I think that that uh, when uh, when the PS2 came out the year after, it had Madden, like, and Madden on the PS2 was like the game that freaked people out. I mean, I was working at a GameStop at that time, and we had a PS2 kiosk and a Dreamcast kiosk right next to each other. We had Madden on one and 2K on the 2K1 on the other. So, NFL 2K1 looked just leagues, that's a little pun there, better than Madden uh. 2001, and the kids were all just going in going, dude, Madden looks tight! Just like screaming at Madden, and it's like, yeah, man. I'm looking at these games, these launch games for the for the PS2, and they they are not amazing. There was Armored Core 2, that's cool, um, but there's like Eternal Ring, Evergrace, Fantavision. Those were all pretty boring. Gun Griffin Blaze, like Gun Griffin Blaze was tight actually, but Orphans, only Scion of Sorcery. Uh, Ridge yeah. Racer 5 was in there. Smuggler's Run, hooray. Street Fighter EX3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All they they did have a bunch of games. SSX, uh, yeah. Kessen, Time Splitters. But still, uh, Dreamcast. Dynasty Warriors yeah. 2. Dreamcast. Dreamcast by far. They had Dreamcast. Dynasty Warriors on that PS2. But yeah, Dreamcast is better because uh, Soul Calibur was just. <laughs> Okay, we answered that question about 60 times. So good. let's That's move on good, to question though. four. What is one video game that you will never, ever play, and why? Ho! Oh. Uh. That's a really good question. I'm going to go... Uh, I've, I've avoided Final Fantasy somehow all these years, and I'm going to go uh, Final Fantasy 2. Final Seems Fantasy like, II. Sure. I'm not going to go through all of them. The yeah, one that, the one that you point. actually own, the only copy of? Yeah, I'm not going to play that. $50,000. You know, you're kind of worth it. You're kind of worth... It's kind of worth it to not play that Final Fantasy 2. Yeah. I I wasn't even thinking about the cartridge that is in my house, but... um, (laughs) You own the most expensive... It's not not actually yours, though. I don't don't own it. I'm I'm selling it on consignment, and I currently have possession of it. But, that said, uh, sticking with my answer, I'm not going to play through the whole Final Fantasy series. If I'm going to play any of them, it's not going to be two. So therefore, I'm never going to play two. Okay, play right. four or six. Yeah, I exactly. think uh, I'm probably not going to play um, Space War because the technology doesn't exist for me to play that. There's oh, emulators. Someone might port it. Yeah. Can, can, but you can't. It's it had that vector display, and uh, I'm pretty just, sure it's been ported to like everything. Wait, which it, game are we talking about? Well, it's only Atari 2600. Yeah, but Space War is not. I'm talking I, about the original Space War. I think you're being you're being a little yeah, too space, technical. No, no, I want to hear this. Space uh, we, War. We, we can go play it at the Computer History Museum right now. Hamish oh, doesn't okay. know what Space War is. Let's explain Space War to Hamish. Space War is the first video game. First video yeah. game. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I,
And it was uh, done by some college hackers at MIT, I believe. Was it MIT? It yeah. sure was in the old yeah. Mint, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was. It, I mean, there were probably some games technically that existed before that for that computer, but it's considered the sort of first video game. It's the first one that really got passed around and played. Anyway, I'm wrong since Frank says I can play, play it. That. Yeah, we can, go, we can go right on over to that Computer History Museum. We can play it against Slug Russell, the creator of the game, who volunteers at the Computer History Museum. His okay, name is want... Slug Russell? Yes, we that's can go. I don't, I don't think that's his real name. No, I think that's Steve, a nickname. Sorry, Brandon, what is it that appeals to you about playing it on the like original technology that it was designed for? Um, well, just history, I guess. Plus, it's on this giant machine thing, and it, it's... Uh, I don't know, it's impressive, and it feels more like history than playing it on an emulator, because you, you I mean, that machine makes noise, and it, it has a old, weird uh, tube, tele, I mean, vector screen and stuff, and it's no, you just... Can't, you can't emulate the, the smoothness of that screen, uh, you can't simulate the weird-ass controls that they hand-built unless you hand-build your own. Yeah. I mean, it's big, big ass clicky buttons because they didn't know what they were doing yet. As far oh, as so, it's like DDR. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, considering that Space War is available in some kind of museum, what's the video game you would never play? Ray Play. <laughs> That's uh, a good answer. Yeah, Ray I wouldn't play, play that. Is a game I'm not going to play because it's about raping and it disgusts me. So there you go. Is it is Rape it Play or Rape Play? play? It's it's rape play uh, run together. Ah, yeah, it's it's a portmanteau. I think again we're being. Uh, I, I keep thinking of like a million answers that are not. Uh, what do you call it? Trick answers that that are not like yeah that are not fighting the question. Oh, I'm not I'm not fighting the question. Yeah, well, that. I don't think you're fighting the question with that one either. But uh, I can't think of a whole lot of reasons to not play other video games because it's like why the heck not? I'll give it a five minute go. Right. I think. I think that I'm looking here here you go if you want my my hideously cynical answer I'm going to say that most of the games that have been released in the last 5 years that that gamemasters.com or or uh or gamedudes.org or whatever have given a 9.5 <laughs> or 9.8 out of 10 games like Dante's Inferno I I guess that didn't really get good reviews the God of War series Borderlands. I'm never going to yeah, I'm never I actually did play Borderlands for like a oh. week. I can talk about that later. It was terrible. I like Borderlands. Yeah. Well, well whatever. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like any of those those big budget, uh, multi ten million dollar budget action adventure uh, trash that's being churned out now, so, uh, the God of War like games that that get eights and nines from IGN and Gamespot while. Uh, cool indie games get threes and fours from the same reviewers reviewing them on the same criteria like all those big budget big studio trash games i'm i'm never going to play god of war 3 like what that sounds really obviously that sounds really pretentious and like you're it does come on but like i don't have enough time to justify god of war has like extremely well worked out like particle effects and Aren't you interested in like what they've done with like you lighting? Know, friction well, guess whatever. what? Guess what, baby? There are yeah. games like Gears of War that I can play that have some of that stuff in there. Yeah. If I ever want to put my finger on the pulse for a couple of seconds, I'll go back and play Gears of War. It's just there are so many of these 
OMG must play triple A action adventure games. Not as many as there used to be. Yeah, but, well, uh, there, there still are some. They come but out. I, the holiday season hits, and yeah. a whole bunch of them just plop out of the of the anus of the game industry. And uh, like, <laughs> and Hamish, there they are. Sit. Hamish, quickly, what's your answer? Go, go, go. My answer is uh, any game by Peter Molyneux because he's a massive fraud. Uh, I've never managed to put. I've never been in the same room as one of his games. That's a good enough answer. Great, you got yeah. it under the wire. I consider that a victory. Question good work. Five. Who would win Do- a fight, Doctor Wiley or Doctor Robotnik? No. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Um, you can't cover this in six minutes. This is like uh, this is a whole episode. Doc, We've Doc got Wiley's to get Doctor Wowie. <laughs> Robots are more adaptable, I think. I think that they are more capable of... uh, Well, no, wait, wait. Dr. Wily didn't build Mega Man, did he? No, uh, No. he helped build Dr. Light did. No, Dr. Wily collaborated on the building of Mega Man. Okay, so he is... No, 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 no. He collaborated on the building of Proto Man, but not Mega Man. According to the Proto Men's album number two... uh, Which uh, is canon. it It was Dr. Light who... Independently made Mega Man okay. after Doctor Wily had already destroyed everything. And Lowell, I think he also made Lowell. Yeah, he made Lowell later. Yeah. Or wait, earlier. Who knows? My my gut reaction yeah. is yeah. right now to say Doctor Wily would win. But uh, I'm not, not going to make an Olympic athlete. Doctor Wily is no Doctor Robotnik is an Olympic athlete. Yeah, in the 2012 Olympic Games. Yeah. Oh God, that's true. Oh, God. Did he win medals? He's probably won thousands of gold medals by now. <laughs> He's a regular that, Michael Phelps, he is. That was a joke about how many copies that game probably sold. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a very weird joke, and I'm not really sure. If you asked me to explain it, I'm not sure how I would explain it. You should not. Okay. That, that, that game actually sold millions, so he might have won millions of medals. Oh, God, I'm scared. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm assuming would pick Robotnik over Mario or Sonic. Okay, I'm, keep going. I'm assuming right. both guys are bringing robots. Yeah. yeah. Is that safe? Okay. Sure. They are allowed. They're full Dr. cannon. Doctor mm-hmm. Wily's robots actually have like gimmicks and abilities for the most parts, uh, and they 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 often take more than one hit to destroy. Yeah. Uh, all of uh, Robotnik's robots are basically just like you find the way to jump on them and they explode. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you Dr. take these robots. He's got robot masters. They can do all kinds of cool things. They could freeze time. They could throw things. They could freeze you, and they could light you on fire. Um, yeah, that uh, that is a big thing. Like like Robotnik's got things that do that to you, but he has to pilot them. He's yeah. made he's made Mechasonic like a hundred times, and Mechasonic always kind of sucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even know how to make Mechasonic. Meanwhile, Doctor Wily has Proto Man, who is a pretty darn good competition for Mega Man. Right? Yeah. He, he cloned Mega Man in the first game. Yeah, he sure did. So he can clone Mega Man. All right. So, Wait, did we lose Hamish Todd? I think we did. Well, let's keep talking. Let's go oh, out yeah, without him. Yeah. Um, he can he can build an army of Mega Men, or you know, even if he doesn't get that cheap, I don't know. Then uh, we're not considering Scratch and Grounder on the robotic side, though. No, no, yeah, but were they? They're just kind of jerks, though. They're 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 cartoon cannon, right? But they're they're real. They they count. And I they, guess they exist in Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, so they are right. Real. 
I guess they're real then. If they're in the mean bean machine, then they're definitely real camp. So, <laughs> so then... I, I would definitely say it's looking really, really big, tight on Wiley here. Yeah, I think yeah. It, I think it's Wiley, but let's let's also remember that uh, that Doctor Doctor Robotnik did build an entire uh, giant egg. pinball universe that um, to to destroy Sonic with, which is did, kind of cool. Didn't Robotnik build his own Death Star also, but with a crazy mustache? The Death Egg, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, my com- my internet connection has been down for the last five minutes. Yeah, we we got you back. Yeah, it's okay. We're yeah, talking about Doctor Wiley. Doctor Wiley, so I don't think Doctor Wiley. I've never heard of him, and he's the bad guy in Mega Man. I don't think I've missed that much either, guys. Doctor Wiley, man, he made the Robot Masters in Mega Man. In okay. Mega Man. Okay. Yeah, so I think I think our answer is Doctor Wowie. Doctor Wiley made his huge skull castle. Yeah, he yep. sure did. Yeah, it's Doctor Wiley. There's just no question. Doctor Wiley's levels are scarier. Yep. Dr. Robotnik just kind of, what does he do? He pollutes the wilderness and stuff. You see trees with pollution. He imprisons crap. flickies. Yeah, he imprisons little birds. Like, what is he trying to do? <laughs> he's, he's kind of a weird guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dr. Wily's just like, I'm going to build some killing machines, and I'm going to blow people up. Okay, and- so here's here's a here's an idea uh, about what Robotnik might be trying to do. More like Robotnik. In, uh, in Japan, way to go, Jaleel White. In uh, in Japan, he's Doctor Eggman, right? And he yeah. keeps putting these flickies inside of robot things. Maybe he likes he's that. trying to put all these birds back inside of eggs. He's got like this some kind of parent complex thing, and he's trying Ooh. to uh, mm. bring all the world back to an egg state. And Wiley's smart enough to know this, right? He will. <laughs> Wiley's got a massive Frankenstein complex or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Doctor Wiley. Yeah, I don't know about that guy. He's so Dr. Anyway, I, think he, I think he's just nuts, and I think he could kill anybody. Yep. So I think we answered the question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for a word from uh, David Hader. Hi, this is David Hader, voiceover extraordinaire and co-writer of the movie The Scorpion King. Now, I've been listening to the Insert Credit podcast, and I've heard you guys talk a lot of trash about my screenwriting career and my voiceover techniques. Well, cut it out. I'll have you know, I worked very extensively with one Mr. Hideo Kojima on perfecting and mastering the subtle nuances between the characters of Solid Snake, Naked Snake, and Old Snake. They're all different characters, you guys. I worked very hard with Kojima, and he's a very good friend of mine, which is why he came into the studio here today to tell you guys off. Hi, this is Hideo Kojima. Please stop talking trash about my good friend David Hayter. He's an excellent voice actor, and I really loved his work as Museum Cop in the movie X-Men, which he also wrote. Did you guys know that he also wrote one of the best drafts for the Watchmen movie? It was pretty good. I'm Hideo Kojima. Thank you, Mr. Kojima. This is David Hader, telling you guys at insert credit to go f*** yourselves. Well, that was interesting. Welcome back to the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm Alex Gorblax Jaffe. Joining me this evening are Hamish Peter Todd. Hi, guys. Frank Cifaldi. Hi, guys. Brandon Sheffield. Hi, guys. And Tim Rogers. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Combo breaker. <laughs> Let's move right on with uh, topic number six. Uh, listener Hazy asks kind of a personal question. She wants to know if you all feel whether you're... Yeah, start, start over, start over. Start over. All right. Yeah, yep. yeah, it, you got cut off completely for that whole, like, sec- the whole question. You said, let's get on. You said, just start over from, let's start with topic number. Let's start with topic number six. Hey Z asks kind of a personal question. She wants to know whether you feel your work is appreciated. Oh, hell no. Oh, no. fuck. Hey Z is a friend of mine. Sorry, guys. Who? Hey Z is a friend of mine. Oh, is he it cool? Sorry, guys, in the same way again. He's totally cool. Is it a he or a she? What? She. It's a she. Oh, so she's cool then. That's good. Oh, uh, what is? What, answer the question then, right? What is the deal with uh, our work? Yeah. Who? Do you feel your work is appreciated? What is Hazy's impression of my work? Uh, the question yes, is immediately directed to Hamish. In her entire life. Oh, it's a. Uh, what? What is your work, Hamish? Oh, you know, uh, writing. <laughs> yeah, working very hard on hashtag game name. Yeah, well, yeah. articles for TikTok and um, well, okay, is my work appreciated? No, I'm getting rejected from loads of bloody conferences and all this stuff. Oh, um, uh, by the way, to if this isn't enough, she also wants to know what you think of as you go to sleep at night, as you dream, and when you wake up in the morning. Oh, Jesus. What, me? <laughs> Specifically Hamish, but you guys can answer the questions, too. I, want, I, want, I just I try to hand. count, uh, when I go to bed at night, I lie down and I, I try to count how many sleeping pills it was I'd ingested over the last six hours, and if they're going to work. That's usually what I'm thinking about when I lie down at night. Okay. What about... Is he dead? I don't know. Hamish, oh, God. Hamish. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, the question's for you, so go yeah, for you it. Yeah, you gotta think, what, what do you do when you go to sleep, Hamish? This is important. Inquiring minds want to know. I obsessively think about video games. Like, there's a, actually, there's a part in, um, yeah, another one of ActionButton.net reviews. Like Which one? So, you remember the, the one of the Dazzles by any chance? Oh, man, that is one of my favorite reviews. Yes, Alex actually said that that changed the way that he thought about life. It did? Which was like... <laughs> An article about video games changing someone's life. Yeah, it changed my life, bro. That's some, of the way, some of the ways that you've written, Tim, have changed my life. Like what? Like what in particular? If you okay. Off the top of your head. <laughs> well, you know, there's the one about um, the Space Invaders one. Like, it sounds so weird, but like the... When you said so, the the quote that I actually gave in where that when Tracy was interviewing me was like, uh, "It's a Space Invaders is a game about love and like." Oh yeah, you they, love you love shooting and stuff. Loves and, getting shot. Yeah, and you shoot them because you love shooting, and it's like I think about all the fictions that people try to create to weave around these games and how like these invaders are supposed to be your enemies, but like. You know, this is something that I try to embody in my game, that, like, though the you've got targets in this and you're trying to shoot at them, but they make, yeah. your, they make your life within the game worth living, these these obstacles that you present to the player. Um, okay, the ways in which you've, pre- you've changed my life. 
Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Uh, the 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 one in the dazzles, like I brought it up because just like I there's a paragraph in there that's just like pure stream of consciousness kind of thing that I wrote while I was like feverishly uh, I was just lying in bed and I couldn't stop thinking about like this video game and all that kind of thing and yeah the implications that it had for civilized. That sounds so pretentious, but you know. It does. <laughs> Let's just go for it. Come on. Just, get, just beat it up, man. Get in Break there. it down. Yeah, 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 you already said that man. all the games made in the last five years aren't worth playing. Just go for it, dude. <laughs> I think about their impact on civilization. I think about, like, what are, am I making the decisions that are right for the quality of life of people and. You know, okay, mostly at the moment I'm agonizing about am I going to make enough money, which I feel absolutely terrible about. You probably <laughs> aren't. I mean, no offense. Yeah, that's the I'm not, I'm not making enough money. I may have had a game that got a 9 out of 10 from Edge, but I have no health insurance. Yeah. Well, you do yeah. live in England, so <laughs> I guess the health insurance situation's a lot better. Don't worry yeah. for it, man. Make <laughs> Make whatever video game you want. Nine out of ten from Edge. Well done. Can't go to the doctor. And I'm okay. a video game review that changed someone's life, and uh, I only cashed my first check um, for video game reviewing yesterday. Oh yeah, um, wh- Killfee. Wh- who, who did you write video? Killfee. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, a Killfee. It was a Killfee. It was a Killfee. I, I mean, fun time. I got a heck of a Killfee once. Slightly funny story, actually. I mean, like, I... So this is actually for the, um... The insert credit thing. Um, the one about disaster report that I wrote. And, like, I wrote... Like, I spent months... I spent quite a while writing that article. And I worked... Yeah, you know, like, edited it, even though it was really, really short. And took it to a lot of publications. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, Brandon, but, like, I did I did want to get it into a higher-profile place first, because, yeah. Like, <laughs> sure, I, I, do whatever you want. Yeah, really you might proud, as well. I'm, I'm really proud that I got it on insert credit, but, like, yeah, I, I, because because it was such a big story, you know. It, it, for those of you that don't know, like, the Disaster Report games, there were loads of them, and they were pretty interesting and hot. Oh, oh, man! Oh, now you'll never Thank know. Thank God, because that was the most boring six minutes I've ever had to suffer through. <laughs> wasn't so bad. <laughs> Question cry number seven. Don't cry. No crying on the Insert Credit Podcast. Only Ro- in baseball. Rovio. You know those guys, Rovio? I love huh? those goddamn guys! Rovio recently announced an Angry Birds spinoff starring the Obnoxious Pigs. Similarly, what would a Mario game be like where you played as a Goomba? Oh my god! There's just stuff jumping and you've got to move. It would probably be a tilt game, like WarioWare Twisted or Yoshi's Tilt. Actually, yeah. um, or, I, I, I thought it'd be a cool idea to do a, a parody Mario game from the other side where you are laying out the level and trying to kill Mario. So it's, you know, you're, you're, you're setting your traps and your, your uh, turtles and stuff and and uh, you're, you're placing them just right, and you're pressing play, and then the platform hero comes and like slaughters them all. But hopefully, you get them at some point. So uh, I think that would be the uh, the iOS uh, anti Mario game is uh, is a Koopa strategist or something. Yeah, I'd play that. It's like that um, that 
that game that Acquire made. I think it was Acquire that that NIS released here is like, what did I do, deserve, yeah. do to deserve this bad man game or whatever it was called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad game. Um, yeah, it had a, it had a really bad name, Holy Invasion of Privacy, Bad Man or something. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that was it. That's that's I played that in Japanese where its title wasn't much better, but wasn't very good. The game is pretty cool though. Yeah. I just I want. I just want to say that I just tried to think through a game where you're placing Goombas as Mario's running and jumping, and I can't think of a way to make it really fun without it being extremely unfair to the yeah. Mario player. Like where you just put a Goomba down. Maybe there's like a line on upon which you can like, like, you can only place stuff after that line, and then like. So Mario has at least a screen of lead time. Now, you've I got think- to understand that this pig spin-off game has nothing to do with Slingshot, so you don't have to make the Goomba game in the language of a Mario game. Actually, here's what I, I think I would like to do building off of Frank's idea. So you build, you build the level to the best of your ability. Mario navigates through it, and you can kind of... Uh, and then, you know, it's very highly likely that he'll beat it the first time. Yeah, but then um, the idea—you just keep tweaking yeah. it until you get them. Like it's yeah, you get you, you, a, You've got this pathfinding guy that is just like the most awesome Mario player possible, and you try to make the minimum amount of changes you can make to the level before stopping Mario. You've yeah. got a you've got a ghost image of him that you so you know what he has learned to do and what he's learned to avoid, and so you try to trick the uh, the ghost runner of this thing. Um, oh, that's neat because he's. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it basically the same way. But if you throw more obstacles at him that are trickier, he's gonna he's gonna get um, trapped by them. Because you can see what his path before was. You can scroll through it and try to put stuff that blocks him and and changes his trajectory. Make like a Mario AI that would. That's that's a logistical nightmare. Is what that is. It's a fun times nightmare. Making yeah. it is a nightmare. I think I'm just gonna say a gyro scope gyro-enabled game where you tilt to make a Goomba go faster and slide and uh, there's stuff falling that will crush him. I don't think it's that logistical uh, nightmare-ishness. Well, because uh, any time a game starts with the concept of being sort of a puzzle game but not really a puzzle game, it's like just thinking about actually putting it together where it's like, how do you make that interesting? Are there like minimum objects because then you would have to it, it's like it's really fuzzy and there's a lot of gray areas because it's like there has to be like a level starts and it's like there has to be a pipe right here or Mario's going to get this power up right here or whatever and then it it's like that that uh that other Rovio game that uh amazing Alex or whatever it's called Casey's so, Contraption. Amazing, Casey's oh, Contraption. Well, Casey's was, Contraption was the original. Yeah, then whatever. it was it was re-released as. Did you just say um, Casey's Contraption. Contraptions. Heard, heard contraptions. <laughs> Maybe. Cra- <laughs> how, what, how about Crazy's Contraptions? Sure. Crazy's Contraptions. I was there pretty disappointed that Amazing Alex wasn't about me. Oh, uh, that would have been really cool. Yeah. But yeah, Amazing Alex. Jocular just- Jaffy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so like in that game, it's like. The puzzles are you put you you put a bunch of stuff down, right? And you put it where it's just a game about positioning bookshelves, really, is what the game is about. And it's like, you know, you've got all these bookshelves you can put here, but for some reason you can't move these two. These two have to stay there. So you get five more bookshelves. So <laughs> so try and get this thing here without moving these two bookshelves, but putting five other bookshelves wherever you want. And yes, you have to use all of them. Or maybe you don't. It's just 
it just starts to feel really sleazy. I don't know. I think I think if you if you had like an existing Mario level, let's say, and you had the ability to uh, remove and replace a certain number of blocks depending on um, on the length of the level, uh, then you could. Uh, have any of you played the? Um, uh, sorry, have any of you seen the videos that people make of like the Mario levels they've created, where Mario is just sort of standing there? Yeah, yeah. The autoplay levels. Yeah, they have them on a yeah. slope, and then it. Yeah, those are pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know, some of them like synchronize it to an to a song or something, and they play a That's, song. It's um, terrifying that people uh, have that. the uh, the concentration and the willpower to make something like that. And they're not applying it to finding the cure for cancer or something, right? Pretty much. Because that's, that's what, I, I mean, I'm being sincere. That's what cures cancer is, mm. is people with the willpower to do stuff that is that incredibly tedious. Dawn. Right on. Uh, topic number eight. If you, could gar- if you could grab the novelization rights to any video game, which would you get and how would you use it? Novelization. Mm. Hmm. Well, I was going to say Halo. <laughs> but that exists. Yeah, but well, if he, if he got the novelization rights, he would make a lot of money, and that's a really smart answer. And I wasn't thinking about that. Um, Angry Birds, man. Angry Birds, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah. How would you write the Angry Birds book? Uh, a, lot, a whole lot of uh, little golden books, basically. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, just hundreds. Just with new with new ones every week that you, each, that you buy. Each featuring one bird. Oh, and every one would be a downloadable I, app. Also? I think he's saying uh, novelization, though. So it has to be like a novel. There has to be like literally a, a story, and it has to have no no pictures. Is that what you're saying, Jaffe? That's what I'm saying. Yes. So it would have to be like a long form narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking like long? two, three hundred pages. Oh, that's a um, lot. I would choose near. Yeah. And uh, and then I would write a whole bunch of weird stuff, and it would be a fun time. And uh, I don't know if I even have to describe it because no, near near pretty much lends itself to um, to fun times novelization. Basically, and if you don't time. get it, you haven't played near, and I am ashamed of you. Yeah. yeah, you should play it. I even haven't played it. I know I should play it, and I've got it. Tim I Rogers, play that game. Hey, I liked Caviar Games way before anybody else did. That is true. I would also, in the same vein, totally do a Deadly Premonition novelization. And I think it would actually be more fun to read than playing the game is. Probably. Yeah, probably. That's actually a good, really good reason to like try and adapt a video game into a novel. And I was thinking that, like, if I think about the interactive fiction genre, and I, I, and I wonder about, like, or, or you know, yeah, the other kinds of interactive video things that these things would probably be much more interesting to interact with if you could see the structure of them laid out in front of you. Um, you know, similar to, you know, just like a choose-your-own-adventure book. And you'd be able to see, like, all the branches without having to work out what they are yourself. And so I just take the... I just find the most popular interactive fiction, is my answer to the question, and then I'd novelize that. Just do so, Dragon Age. Yeah. Oh, that is popular. Since since uh, since interactive fictions are games that are popular just because they are fiction, like and they're kind of structured like novels. You could just 
take one of those that's already popular as a story. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure no. Dragon Age already has a novelization series. Oh, it does, actually. It does. I would write a novel about Farmville, about a guy, just kind of like a postmodern Kobo Abe, Woman in the Dunes style story of a man who is who is trapped in a square of land. Oh, man. And, and has to farm. And he, there's there's trucks that come by to drop things off. I went for an but, Animal Crossing story like that, and it was terrifying and brilliant. It's kind terrifying of like terrifying and brilliant. Shouldn't call your own stuff brilliant, Jaffe. That's no, not I correct. did not write a. Oh, you said animal, you read it. I read oh, it. Read. I think you said wrote. No, you said read. God darn it. <laughs> the only fan fiction I ever wrote was about a guy trapped in the Zelda universe who was trying to figure out the timeline. Oh, that's a pretty good idea. Sounds brilliant. You love those timelines. Yeah. Good old timelines, man. I would write about this Farmville guy trapped, and then maybe there would be angry birds in the Farmville. Actually, um, that's wanted... not true. I once wrote a fan fiction about Lieutenant Surge punching a Gyarados. There you go. <laughs> I, I wanted to, uh, to do the... At one point, the <laughs> Dead Island guys were trying to option out the rights to turn that into a movie. Oh man, there's not really, and, uh, there's no movies about zombies. And I, there's a movie that I thought of that would be really excellent where you, uh, <clears throat> you got the, the family from that, from that little, that little, uh, short that they did at the beginning. Yeah. And, and you follow them simultaneously, uh, kind of intercut, uh, through their lives before, the before they go to this island, uh, like the father is a construction worker and the and the mom cooks a lot and that sort of really simple stuff. Um, oh. And then their lives after they become zombies and they try to remain a family uh, as zombies. As zombies, because eventually all the food on the island runs out and the zombies start to turn on each other. So they they kind of regroup as zombies. And yeah. Be, the father uh, relearns to use tools because he used tools all his life, and the and the mom uh, can can understand how to you know like make food from from means other than killing other zombies or at least make yeah. best use of the zombies. I thought that would be a pretty fun idea. If I had eleven dollars and fifty cents, I would buy myself some food and not go see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just want to say that. Uh, uh, the the quote unquote publisher of my iOS game Ziggurat uh, folded this week, which is why you may notice Ziggurat is no longer on the App Store. Oh my! Uh, so they closed down, and uh, the leaderboards have been deleted. The game has been deleted, but we have got our own iOS developer account. We own the IP 100%. So I technically own 100% of Ziggurat now, and I already wrote a novel about Ziggurat. So. Technically, that's my answer, and it's really good. Hey, I'm gonna, I want to. Uh, well, I didn't really answer. Uh, I want either uh, Bayou Billy or Boogerman, and I want to write something beautiful and heartbreaking for my. Frank Zafaldi on Bayou Billy. I would read that. Yeah, I'd read that also. Let's do it. Quick, 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 Hamish. What, what, what's your answer? No, I already answered the interactive fiction. I've taken. Yeah, yeah, he already answered that. And all right, well, I mean, okay. Just tune that guy. Tune him right out. Yeah, tune sure it did. out. God, I'm so hungry. I'm sorry, Hamish. God, <laughs> hang in there. We've only got two more questions to go in a lightning round. Yes, yes, yes. Which video game soundtracks are most memorable for their use of uncommonly heard instruments? Near the end. Near. Wait. Uh, Soul Edge for the PlayStation. 
I haven't heard the Soul Edge soundtrack. It's got there. There's two soundtracks. There's the arcade. There's the the arranged arcade. There's two arcade versions that are based on the arcade game Soul Edge. Why am I hearing an echo of my own voice? And then there's a there's there's also the Con Super Session. It's called, and it's really awesome music. It's just really really weird different tracks, and instead of the arcade music, which was still pretty good, but it's just. It's just this music that uses neat ethnic instruments from the different countries that the levels of the game take place in. Once upon a time, be- before Soul Calibur 3 had a guy wearing what looked to be definitely Adidas basketball shoes, <laughs> uh, and before Soul Calibur 4 let you make Ronald McDonald, and before Soul Calibur 5 had whatever, before Darth Vader showed up. Yeah. This, there was a game called Soul Edge, aka Soul Blade, which was a more aggressive name, and so it sold more in the U.S. And Soul, oh, wasn't it renamed because uh, Tim Langdell sued them for using the word? Edge? It actually was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is true, I suppose. But it was, it, it was uh, anyway. There, it was a video game, and it was really cool because it had all these historical things in it like in the instruction manual it's like in the bio of mitsurugi it's like he's four foot eight or whatever because it takes place in the uh 16th century and that's how tall people were back then oh wow yeah so it's it's got all these like this unnecessary amount of historic detail in it and so the the soundtrack i don't have you ever heard it brandon yeah it's good yeah it's 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 just lots of weird nifty music like the yellow sands is the name of a song it's the the huang music mm-hmm. uh and i think that's really good it's on the uh, uh, i've i've just opened it up in your tub right now uh, i've got a couple uh, i got a couple more here you, let's hear some more uh, um i would say that there's uh katamari and um and daytona for heavily using uh, voice kind of acapella stuff that's a little unusual to hear um also uh king of fighters for having a lot more gamelan influence than i think i've ever seen any other video game have uh in a lot of their stages and uh um panzer dragoon series panzer dragoon's by most certainly yeah i'm surprised Those you haven't g- brought up dragon guard Drakengard has what we call hotness all over it. <clears throat> yeah. Drakengard 2 particularly has hotness all over it. Drakengard. Guard. Yeah, they poured hotness on it. It wasn't warmed up hotness. It was like fresh hotness. Yeah, another game I've got on this list that I'm reading in front of me that I'm um, surprised you haven't brought up is Professor Layton. Professor Layton has some pretty neat tunes. I never that pl- I never played that even one time. I never so that I played once. Never that played none. Never that. that. I played it with no sound once. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's I think how the majority, majority of people played it. Played it. <laughs> this echo is going to be really fun for everyone uh, later listening. I think the use of echo in uh, in, echo. in video game <laughs> exactly. podcasts is echo uh, the dolphin. That game had really weird music. Yeah, but it didn't use there's the weird instruments. On, there's a game on Sega Assassin called Enemy Zero. That's a yeah. game. 
Oh, I, I've never played it, but I know about it because its music was done by Michael Nyman. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I can't imagine it not being incredibly weird. Have you so not it's heard? Speculative. <laughs> speculative weirdness. Speculative weirdness is my favorite weirdness. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that game Secret of Evermore, which had a soundtrack by Jeremy Sewell or Soleil, depending on how you want to pronounce his name. He uh, uh, he would later go on to do the scores to like I think all of the uh, uh, Elder Scrolls games or most of them and Baldur's Gate and I think like he just he's done a lot of games but he did the soundtrack to that Secret of Evermore which was Square USA's like only game and God darn if it wasn't fantastic it had really weird sounding uh, pseudo digitized like classical guitars and stuff oh it, it sounded uh it was just a really neat sound and it was it was all about like an atmospheric sound and it wasn't so much as melodic music so it was just this really weird ambient stuff and just playing that game it even even today i, I still enjoy that game yeah you want to talk about some experimental uh, video game music tasmania for the game gear try looking oh, at it oh man yeah. tasmania <laughs> The Game Gear is like a blow dryer for your brain. Did you get to hear it? Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I introduced I you to that, right? Because I got that for yeah, Christmas one year. Yeah. And the music in that, I, I think it's just like taken from RAM or something. I think it's just like reading garbage code <laughs> yeah. in the game and like, like interpreting it as jazz. Yeah, it's really but, but it's terrible. It's the, the most bizarre music I've ever heard in a game. It's that, that game. <laughs> the Tasmania for Game Gear is, is bizarre. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Tasmania for Game Gear is probably the best answer you can possibly get to this question. Yeah, we should, we should probably have a YouTube link. Ah, oh, darn. Don't worry, I'll put in that YouTube link. Yeah. Excellent. Question this is, this is number correct. 10. Hey, this yeah. is the last one, because there's only 10. Well, this is the last one, and then there's Lightning Round. Okay. But the last real question. Yeah, this is the last real not, question. Let's, let's, lightning Round is not a question. Let's break it down, bro. Let's what is the worst idea for a game which has never been released that you've ever heard? Oh, Whoa. Whoa. I've heard a lot of those. Um, probably Duel and Fireman, which we talked about last Duel week. Duel and Fireman! The game is uh, so cool. Yeah, it's a great game for us, but not for anybody else. Um, geez, what else? What about that pen and tell? I'm to both in one of my old notebooks and see them. Like, probably 30 ideas in there that would just, yeah. Um, there was, uh, I can I can think of three IPs for the, that were going to be NES games that didn't happen, but we don't know what games they were going to be. Um, Go for it. There was Vanilla Ice. Nice. Oh, man, I would play that. Yep. Uh, New Kids on the Block. Yes. And KOTB. I'm, I'm going to up it to four. Uh, Twin Peaks. Okay. I would play it. Pin yep, tweets. you already did play that though. And yeah. uh, uh, married with married with children. Married with children. MWC. I would have played that. Now, will was would the married with children game be a platformer where everyone has huge heads, or would it be a uh, trivia game where they ask you trivia about questions for married with children? It would have been. A well, actually, they they were marketing it as a Leisure Suit Larry like adventure game. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Playing yeah. as Bud. Oh, that, yeah. that doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. That sounds like a really good idea. And who who owned all of those? Who was? Well, I was. Uh, well, okay. Uh, so, Married to Children was American Game Cartridges or whatever. Those that unlicensed company. Oh, those guys. Pretty weird games. Um, 
Let's see. Parker Brothers was New Kids on the Block. Actually, uh, New Kids on the Block was being designed by David Crane, the yeah. guy. Boy and his Blob and Pitfall. Yep. Um, and a failed Kickstarter. Um, yeah. Vanilla that was Ice the name was, of the game. The name of the game was failed Kickstarter. It went right, through. right. Uh, Vanilla Ice was THQ, which did the toy line for Vanilla Ice. The thickest. And uh, what was the other? Twin Peaks. Uh, I think, I don't remember, I think it was Activision. Oh, man. I, I feel like Ocean would have been good for all of those games. <laughs> Ocean made some awesome games. I mean, they were terrible. In like High Tech Expressions was Twin Peaks. Which oh, is- man, I remember them. Yeah, High Tech Expressions. Um, but uh, th- that's my answer. So someone else go. That's pretty good. I think that's actually Yeah, that's hard good. to beat, Frank. How about how about Final Fantasy versus thirteen? Lol. <laughs> Man, when is that game going to happen? I'm really um, excited. Uh, I've been wearing the T-shirt for well, like thirty years. Now. The thing is that uh, Nomura can't start on Kingdom Hearts three until Versus thirteen is done. Yeah, so there won't be a Kingdom Hearts, and people. There yeah, are, this great. is his grand conspiracy to never pl- to never have to work on Kingdom Hearts again. The Man, world- I mean, keep keep that guy tied up with work that will never come out, and I'll be happy. <laughs> he did make that uh, uh, The World Ends With You game, which is actually really good. Have you played that? No, it's not. I have played it, and I did not like it at all. Oh, it's, I, it's it's a guy who's like, oh, man, I sure hate stuff. And then there's a girl that's like, don't you like stuff? He's like, no, I wish everyone were dead. And that's the game. It's just too know. close to home for Brandon. Brandon? Brandon? <laughs> yeah, what? I played it in Japanese, and it was actually kind of humorous. So yeah, maybe well, maybe it's a translation issue. It could be. Also, I didn't like the game mechanics, and I thought everything about it sucked. So there you go. Maybe you, did, maybe you did didn't get, get it. One that's, a, that's a good idea? Sure. Why not? Um, I remember someone once asked uh, uh, the Katamari Damashi guy. Was his name Keita Takahashi? Yeah. Um, someone asked him what his favorite game was, and he and he name dropped this PS2 game that didn't come out. That's about oh, a yeah. Little, it's about a little girl sliding around on power lines in Tokyo. Oh, oh that man. sounds good. Yeah, and automatically I want to play that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'd play that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a cool game. Another game that is unreleased that I'd really like to play is that uh, that uh, Last Guardian game. That might be cool if if uh, that's a fun unreleased game that will probably never come out. Yeah, wasn't that game originally called The Queen, or was that something else? I think it was called Trico for a long time. Trico. Totally. So I, I, I've been looking through my ridiculously long document of game ideas, and the stupidest one I found so far. We were looking for terrible ideas, right? Yes, we are looking for terrible ideas. That's the idea. A game for the PlayStation Move where the controller is like the little sort of, I don't know, handheld thingamajig that they use to do ultrasounds. Uh, There we go. That's good. I want want to And you've got to like... I have no idea what what I had in mind for that game. It sounds very... Yeah. I have a I have a game idea that is just a title, and I have no idea what the game is. So does that count? Sure. Yes. I actually already own the dot com for this, so nobody can steal it. It's Popcornocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so Popcornocalypse dot com. I actually own that domain. I bought it for twelve ninety nine back in May, and I still have it. I remember I got that email. I, it was born. I, I got an email from GoDaddy the other day that was like, "We're sorry." 
that our domain services were down for 24 hours and you weren't able to access popcornocalypse.com. <laughs> and I, I just lolled at the email and I was like, oh my God, that's such a funny word. And then I was like, oh wait, I guess I own that. So it's a game about an apocalypse with popcorn. Sure. And then I started spinning it off into my game idea, Copter Wild. And it was uh, like Copteropolypse. And then I decided to call the city Copteropolis. So, there you go. Did so, you think of that while in the movie theater watching a terrible movie? Because I bet you did. What? Popcornocalypse? Yeah. Now, we, I thought of it before going to see a movie because I was like, let's order popcorn. Because me and, me and Brent Porter were talking about popcorn. Until the world ended. So, yeah. That's the end of question 10, which means what? we're on to the most popular segment of our show, the lightning round. Oh, no, now we have where, to be where, cool. where do you get these metrics? Um, from fan mail. I get bags okay. and bags of fan mail. He gets right. goddamn bags and bags Eight of letters. Splits. You have no idea. Anyway, this game you should all be familiar with, even you, okay. Hamish. It is called Bottom Line Review. Bottom Line Review. I give you the name of a game. And you must review it in a single sentence, starting with the words, name of game, is, and then you finish the sentence. That's good. We're going to do as many as we can in three minutes. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's go. What you got, Darn? Turbo Outrun. Turbo Outrun is faster than Outrun. (laughs) (laughs) Turbo Outrun has, uh, well, okay, never mind. Yeah, just do that. Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country is Almost as good as Donkey Kong rap. Don- Donkey Kong Country is God's country. <laughs> Pitfall Harry. Pitfall Harry. Is that a game? Pitfall Harry is a character in a video game called Pitfall. <laughs> okay, great. Pit- Pit- Pitfall Harry is uh, preferable by 9 out of 10 males to Pitfall Shaved. Okay. Half-Life. Oh, man. Half-Life is... Half-Life is really setting itself up for a full-life show. Half-Life is rapidly deteriorating. Okay. Oh my god. It's our Hero 2. It's our Hero 2 is still a hero. <laughs> I know what's PGA Tour 13. Oh, the one after is the one after the whole infidelity scandal. <laughs> How uh, you that ever happened? Tiger Woods PGA <laughs> Golf Tour 13 uh, encourages you to get in all the holes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just like Tiger Woods. The Legend yeah. of Zelda, Oracle of Ages. Oh, man, is, uh... Ages. 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 Not as long as you would expect from the title. Onichanbara Bikini Samurai Squad. Is uh, a video game you shouldn't play. Is animes. Okay. It's not as good as Earth Defense Force, which it is often compared to. Sonic yeah. Heroes. Not nearly as good as... Sonic Heroes is more like Sonic Zeroes. Oh, and Sonic Heroes is awful. Adventure for the Atari? Yeah. Most fun you'll ever have being a square, or possibly least fun. City of Heroes. (laughs) City of Heroes? City of Heroes is gonna die soon, so whatever. City of Heroes is one of them MMOs. Okay. Mario Kart. What? City of Zeroes? Yeah. Super Mario Kart uh, Double Dash. Yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh. Super Mario Kart Double Dash is... Dash me once, I can't be dashed again. (laughs) (laughs) Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Oh, it's uh, the unrated edition. (laughs) Resident Evil Code Veronica X uh, is is the the ultimate breakup game. (laughs) Sid Meier's Pirates. 
Sid Meier's pirates are better than your pirates. <laughs> Cruising USA. I thought Sid Meier's pirates were the people who uh, downloaded torrents of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Cruising USA. Cruising USA is uh, surprisingly light on the picking up chicks mechanic. Resistance, Fall of Man. Is stop naming games that I haven't played. <laughs> okay. Resistance. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. The I Love Bees ARG that preceded Halo 2. Oh, that. Is it ultimately really boring, lol? Itadaki Street Special. Itadaki Street, man, I played that game. Oh, God, I actually have a bottom line written for that. God okay. darn, what is it? It's like, a, oh, it's 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 Monopoly for people who actually enjoy doing their taxes. Oh, Baldur's Gate. Or no, it's it's Mario Party for people who enjoy doing their taxes. Okay, but with that, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. It's a game in which you click to walk. <laughs> okay. And Bal- Baldur's, Baldur's Gate uh, 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 could use some of that Propecia. All right. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Asteroids. Oh, Asteroids is one of the best goddamn video games that anybody ever made, uh, but it could benefit from an analog stick. It's a game that tells you about the shape of the universe. This has uh, been episode 12 of the Insert Credit Podcast. Episode 12! Hamish, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Yes, for God's sakes, go to my website, musicofthespheresgame.com, and I've got a new uh, article coming out on Destructoid. Look out for it. It's about Half-Life's barnacles. Oh, that'll be great. I really enjoyed your uh, article on the Medusa heads from uh, Castlevania, so this should be a fun sequel. Six freaking months, and so, like, yeah. You gotta just do what I do and just type really hard, man. Yeah, that's right. Type faster and more. Hey, guys. uh, Internet guys. We've got a live podcast coming up. Keep your eye on insertcredit.com for details as they develop. If you get a Java pop-up about a malware script, don't touch anything. We're working on it. (laughs) All right. Um, If you want to help us out a little, you could leave us a review on iTunes. uh, Tell us what you think about the show. Um, Or you could send in your own questions to podcast at insertcredit.com. Or answer one of ours, like David Hayter kind of did, uh, at that same address in an audio file of a minute or less. Uh, this has been the Instagram Podcast, and I've been your host, Alex Gorblax Jaffe. And I've been uh, not your host, Frank Safaldi. I'm not the host either, and my name is Tim Rogers. I've been the guy who's not the host, but also is with the most, Brandon Sheffield. Oh, the most! And this is podcasting. Lol. Woo! Podcast over, yeah! Also, I'll have you know that I've played and beaten all of the Metal Gear Solid games. Do you think Nolan North plays all the games that he's in? I don't think so. That guy is a chump.